Hello and welcome to Joey 2 Video Game Podcast with me, Joe, and... Me, Mr. Minton. Mr. Minton. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hello, Mr. Minton. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm alright. You seemed a bit stunned by that question then. I think it's <laughs> right um, This is Joey 2's Video Game Podcast. Uh, if you are a new listener, then welcome. I will just very quickly explain the very complicated premise of this podcast. It's completely original, like nothing you've ever heard before. Uh, and that is because this is the world's first video game podcast hosted by a black cat called Jerry2. He's actually here. He's actually here with us now. He's sat on my lap. Uh, Jerry2 is a little ugly black cat you may see in your thumbnail. Very small, very distinctive smell. Um, quite disgusting. Uh, but we do love him in, in a way. He's, um, he's sat on Joe right now and he's got his little paw nubs out. Yeah, he's got his little so paw cute. nubs out. Because he's here because we're doing the podcast. And what we do is every uh, episode we uh, talk uh, about a game that we like or that we don't like, depending on the game. So if it's a game that we like, like God Hand, go back and listen to that. It's a lot of fun. If it's a game we don't like, like The Bouncer, oh my God. then that's slightly different. Um, and Jerry 2 listens to our, dis- our rambly, unfocused discussion. And at the end of it, he gives his judgment on whether or not he thinks that game is worth his time or not. Um, and uh, today we're doing a game that we very much do like a lot. In fact, I'd go as far as to say... Love. Love. I'd go as far as to say Earthbound is the bomb, as the kids might say. Um, <laughs> now, before we get started <gasps> on our discussion of Earthbound, uh, Jerry's older, jealous sister, Maisie's here. Maisie, we're not doing a movie podcast today, so you can fuck off, okay? Might do one later. Um, we are going to talk about Earthbound. So, Min, before we get started, what is your experience with this game? Um, I played it as a child by myself before I knew Joe existed and unfortunately emulated. Um, is that unfortunate? Yeah, because I didn't have it originally. Okay. Well, apparently when it came out, it would cost a bomb because they sold it with like these um, art books and... Yeah, wasn't it like something like... I, I don't know how much it was in pounds, but I'm sure I read somewhere it was like $150 or something. I think, I think if, if you were to convert, it was like £120. I mean, and that's not even adjusted for inflation. Mm. In today's money, it was probably about £150 absolutely to mental. buy a video game because they, cause they packaged it with this like giant strategy guide. Yeah. Um, which I so, couldn't understand why. <laughs> we will cover why a strategy guide might be useful for this game later on. But still, that is a lot of money. It, it was a lot of money, but it's, you know, I did have a SNES as, as a kid. But it wasn't our main console, so I didn't really have anything for it. But I did play it a few years later, emulated. Yeah. Um, and then later on, I did get a mini, is it mini NES? I Classic it. mini SNES, whatever it's mini called. Snes. Yeah. Um, well, either one. I can't remember which one, but we've got both. Um. No, 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 no. There was only one. There's a mini NES and a mini SNES. Yeah, we've, we've got, got both. both. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's on the SNES. Um, but yeah, so I played it a few times by myself. Um, on a PC and fucking loved it. I don't think I used a walkthrough the first time. How? 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 Children, how? they just seem to have how? more patience, right? No, uh, it's not about patience. I mean, I just don't understand how you would ever figure something out. I genuinely don't know, and, and I didn't... I, I mean, we had dialogue, but not like I could ever use it because my mum and dad were all, always on the phone to, like, distant, 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 distant relatives. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, same for me. I mean, some of the relatives, like, lived all the way in, like, Blackburn, you know? Like half an hour down the road. I mean, that's some distance. I'm sure it's similar for you. A little bit further. Yeah, a, bit, a few hundred miles. A few hundred miles. A few um, thousand miles, maybe. Yeah, and exactly. And, you know, if anyone was to go on dial up, that you'd be met with furious screams and then a yeah. sandal in your face. But um, <laughs> so didn't have Wi Fi, no internet, didn't have a phone, was a child, somehow managed it. I think saving, like the save states and the quick loads really helped. No, I can imagine. Um, but yeah, I did, 
you know, managed to play it. I kind of played it on hard mode because uh, I remember the the end boss, which we will talk about. Um, I, I, I fucked it up. Yeah, I can imagine how you do that. I fucked it up, and yeah. it was hard, and it was going on for hours. But yeah, I, I had nothing but love for the game as a child. Um, weirdly enough, as well, I just used I used to listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, I, I can, I can little, understand um, why. It's bizarre. It's right? brilliant. I had this. I don't even know what the format is, but it's a tiny little mini CD that Sony used to do. Um, That's like a PSP? N- no, it was the size of a PSP. Okay. Um, like the PSP disc, but it used to be like a... Did you put it in like a normal CD drive? No. Oh, it was okay. a specific, like very much smaller. Kind I've never of even like heard of that. I'll show you a picture, um, and if I remember what format it is, I'll, I'll let you know, but uh, it used to have this little CD mini player thingy, yeah. and I'd get my brother to put game music on it because I was a fucking nerd yeah yeah because not, not like you are now you've, you've changed now aren't yeah, you? no longer a nerd no longer a nerd as she says in her video game podcast <laughs> <laughs> no longer a nerd and I just listen to it and fall asleep to it well, I can see why and then uh, many years later we both played it together yep uh, yeah, and that's where my experience comes mm-hmm. in then. So with me for Earthbound, uh, I didn't have a SNES growing up. In fact, I didn't really have any Nintendo consoles. The first Nintendo console I got was a Wii. Like I did not grow up playing any Nintendo games whatsoever. Like I have no nostalgia for it. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not really like a Mario guy. I mean, I do like the odd Mario game, but you know, when people go, "Oh, Smash Brothers or Mario or whatever," I'm just like, eh. like at the moment as we record this, is with Nintendo. There was Nintendo Direct the other day, and people were going fucking crazy for like Metroid. I'm like, okay. Never, yeah, don't really, no, don't really know Metroid, but um, I had heard Earthbound a lot. Mm. Like, I don't think anyone's directly recommended it to me, but like I heard people like Yats Croshaw always saying it was brilliant, and other people saying it was great. Um, and then when we got the mini, well, when you got the mini snares, and we were looking through the games, I think we played Super Mario RPG first, which we really liked. Um, we may do a podcast on that at some point. We will. We definitely will. Um, and then we were like, you know what? I think you were like, Earthbound's great. We should try Earthbound. And I was a bit apprehensive because. You know, sometimes these old uh, JRPGs can be a little bit... Um, I'm sorry if you can hear Maisie Mion in the background. She's trying to sabotage again. Some of these old JRPGs can be a bit uh, ob- uh, obtuse, you know, and a bit weird and bizarre. Um, but I thought, you know, we'll give it a go. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. I'd say it's one of the best JRPGs I've ever I played. I think what made you a little bit apprehensive was because we were playing it on a mini Mini, mini snares, yeah. Um, as always, you checked how long to beat. Great website. Contribute if you can. Yeah. Um, it was like... But it was quite long. Odd, no, I think it was about 30-odd hours. No, but then... It says 30 hours, but we know that we're going to take a little bit yeah. longer. Um, and, you know, we had quite... We'd played quite a lot of RPGs up until that point as well. And we were just like, eh, are we going to burn out? Are we going to be yeah. able to finish it on this console? Are we going to like it? But um, I'm glad you took my recommendation. You know yeah, what? You're no, welcome. Yeah, no, no. You Thank you very much because I'd, I'd say it's now, it's up there as one of my favourite games of all time. I mean, I have only played it through once, but I would be like, if you said to me tonight, let's play Earthbound again, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, let's play Earthbound again. Would it Would it count as nostalgia for me? Because even though I didn't have it when I, it... No, I, no, I think it definitely counts as nostalgia okay. for you. No, but not for me. And that's the thing that is a mark of a truly brilliant game. I mean... Um, Right, we talked about Kingdom Hearts last episode. Um, you know, go back and check that out if you if you've played Kingdom Hearts, which I'm sure you have because who hasn't? Yeah. I mean, everyone's played it. Yeah. We talked about King, King, Kingdom Kingdom Hearts, and I was reflecting on our discussion afterwards and thinking, you know, we were both high on nostalgia there. We got double nostalgia, as yeah. in like nostalgia from 
Yeah, we've like six we, exactly. Ago. Yeah, yeah, but but because we both played it as a child, it's impossible to be blinded by that. I mean, I've mentioned the bouncer already, but like I told you at the time that when I was looking on Twitter at stuff for the bouncer, people were like, "Oh, I played this game as a kid. It's brilliant." I'm like, "You can't trust people for that." But with Earthbound, you played it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I played it as an adult. We can't, and I and I loved it as much as you did, which shows just that it is timeless. You know, what? and it's very rare for me to love a game that I loved as a child quite as much. Uh, the second time around as yeah. an adult because you know like you said you are blinded yeah, by nostalgia and you, your standards as a kid uh, and especially the time that the game comes out the things that you used to all sort of change and evolve uh, so for, for us to or for me particularly to go back to this game years as an adult years later as an adult and maybe love it even more and understand the references and yeah. appreciate is it just like you said is a testament to how brilliant the how game is how excellent it is yeah so, yeah. so the game is a JRPG, turn-based JRPG. Uh, you know, so it's a typical you attack, they attack. You know, you've got you've got magic. It's not called magic; it's called psi. Uh, so the idea is you're using like mind powers, mm-hmm. uh, but it functions like magic. You've got items and stuff. Uh, the game takes place in a um, a very strange world. Mm-hmm. I think that it's how the Japanese developers thought America was like. Maybe it's like a weird psychedelic version of like Western American culture and things. Uh, like you've got a weird mixture of what at the time was quite modern stuff, you know. Yeah. But also quite weird JRPG sensibilities. It's quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's um, I feel so sorry for it because it it didn't do very well at the time. No, in fact, it it it, it bombed at the time, it didn't it? Bombed. Oh, can I just say as well? Sorry, at this point, because uh, you've reminded me, neither of us have played Mother One. No. Because uh, obviously in Japan the game is called Mother Two, um, but it, but um, it was never Mother One was never released in the West. Uh, it, when the Wii U was out, Mother One was released in the West as Earthbound Origins, um, but I didn't get a chance to play that. And Nintendo being the fucking bizarre parallel moonside company that they are will not release Earthbound Origins on Switch. I don't know why, because I would buy it literally in a heartbeat. Mother 3 has never been released in the West. Apparently there is like a fan translation you can you can download, but I'm not I wanna play it. You know what I mean? It's like so we are coming at this just from an Earthbound perspective. Yeah I did you know I did try to play Mother One emulated but I'm pretty sure it was in Japanese. Oh that well there's no point. Exactly. But um yeah so the world takes place in this weird Americana world and the game starts uh, and you play as a how old are you meant to be like ten? 10. 10 or 12, something like that. 10. A little boy called Ness, which, by the way, um, is a play on SNES, apparently. I didn't That's know this. That's adorable. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, so apparently it's a play on the word SNES. So it's Ness on the SNES. <sighs> Uh, which that's I fa- really heartwarming. That's warmed yeah. my cockles. See, what the good thing about doing the quizzes that I do is that I end up reading trivia about the game that I don't use in the quiz, but then I can sound really smart when I'm doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, um, good thing about this game as well, which we love, is that you can actually rename the characters. Yeah, it's always fun to rename the characters. So we renamed them after people that we know that we're not going to mention now. Okay. Uh, because the person who got... Uh, there was a character called Pooh, so I'm sure they wouldn't be very happy to, to have been no. renamed something else. But um, So yeah, so the, you, you play as Ness, who's a little boy, uh, and you you get drawn into a uh, cosmic horror plot, basically, about a uh, an alien called Gygus who's corrupting the world and turning like little animals and even inanimate objects into evil monsters. Mm. Um, and you, I don't uh, think it's turning. Like, I think it's like the the waves 
I like turning the animals, like the dogs and the birds, yeah. a little bit cuckoo. Yeah, but also like inanimate objects as well. You do fight inanimate objects too. That's true. But um, what I like about it is you don't kill them, you tame them. You tame them, yeah. Uh, and the other thing I like about them is because you're a little boy, like you use things like, I think the first, one of the first weapons you get is like a baseball bat. Yeah, what a broken baseball bat. A broken baseball bat, yeah. And you get frying pans and things mm. and, and like the weapons are quite like small scale. Yeah. Like the, the, the damage it'll do will be like 10. And it'll go mm-hmm. from like 10 to 12 and it'll be like, you got, you know, um, what other weapon? Like yo-yos, yeah. which by the way are shit. If you are playing this game, don't use yo-yos. They miss almost all the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, the accuracy rate is ridiculous. Yeah, we looked this up because we were like, why do we keep missing? And it was like, don't use yo-yos because they just don't hit ever. But um, yeah, so the the uh, early on in the game, you, I think you, um, I can't remember the name. There's like a little bee creature that comes to you and says, oh, you need to go and collect seven sounds from across either. the world and then she gets killed because they think it's yeah, a fly. Yeah, it's kind of like Zelda-esque, isn't it? Where, it's um, like Navi. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you think, you know, if you're coming into this game with fresh eyes, you think, oh, this is going to be like my companion for the rest yeah. of the game and he's going to follow me around and give me tips and tell me what's going on in the story. And you literally, like, he'll fo- you'll have this, like, dramatic moment and be like, oh, you're the chosen one and you'll go to your neighbour's house and his mum will be like, ha, ha, bug! And, and just, like, just fucking max it, <laughs> destroys it with like a book or whatever, and it dies. It, it literally just it's <laughs> like, oh, okay, that happened, but it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing that I think I loved so much about this game is it is so fucking weird. I mean, I it's just want to so sort trippy. of talk through some of the weird stuff that that happens in this game. You know, so you know, if you're out in the sun too long, you get heat stroke, which, which did drive us. Yeah, so there's an area that you travel through, which is a desert. And if you you need to like stock up on it, is there an, you can get items to release. There, there is a specific item that you can buy. Yeah. Um, but you can also use um, kind of like their version of a suit or yeah, which is like cure all yeah. status effects. Um, but it costs quite a bit. Yeah, and and yeah, your size is like a limited resource, and and this game as well is not easy. No. Like you need to level up, oh, and yeah. and when you get to new areas, it is it is not an easy game. And while you're walking in the sun, getting fucking heat stroke. Is very very annoying. I, that actually, to be fair, I remember when we talked about this game initially when we first played it. I was like, I really appreciate the weirdness, but some of the weirdness is better than some of the other weirdness yeah. because the fact that you get heat stroke is like, oh, that's a cool idea, and then it turns really annoying because it's like you're basically getting punished for just walking, which you do a lot because you do get lost. Quite you a bit. also you also get homesick. So obviously you're a little boy and you go off on your journey, and in every town uh, there's somewhere that you can call. So you have to. Um, you have to call your mum every every now and then yeah. or else you get homesick. You know what? I, I really appreciate that because we were talking about this in the uh, previous uh, podcast, yes. Kingdom Hearts, and Joe had mentioned that it really freaked him out or creeped him out even, that um, you see, like, reference of... You know, you see... Well, you don't see it, but you hear Sora's vo- um, mum's voice yeah. and then she's never mentioned and he never, like, brings her up or says that he misses her or tries to tell her that he's okay or anything. It's just kind of like... Yeah. She's whereas, there, but, but that's it. Um, whereas in this game, you miss your mum so much that if you don't call her every now and then, you get homesick. And, and it does affect battles. Uh, right? So sometimes in battles, it'll just say, like, you're too homesick to move. Like you, you, It'll just say, like, um, Ness misses home. Uh, or Ness is thinking about home. Yeah. So you've got to call her every now and then. The only thing I didn't like about that is it did seem to be random. Yeah, well, we... we um we googled it and it was like oh yeah yeah in order to avoid this you need to make sure that you're ringing your mum quite quite often yeah um and and i i did there, yeah. there were times where i'd ring her and then within, within a like, few minutes we were homesick again i was like oh yeah. am i doing something wrong so that's a little bit annoying 
Um, the uh, also your dad. So you have a dad, but he is weirdly absent. Like at the start of the game, it says that he's like on a business trip, yeah. And you can call him from the phones, and he is like your bank. And one thing I really like is that you've got money in this game, but this is a game where like forty dollars is a lot of money because <laughs> yeah. uh, of your child. And you're, but your dad puts money into an ATM for you every day, so it's like, oh, I'll tell you what, because obviously my son, I'll put little bits of money in my ATM, and you have to ring him to save as well. Yeah, uh, it's just very very strange. And he'll also um, occasionally ring you and be like. Mm, it's kind of a, a little bit judgy actually but it'll be like you've been playing for like this <laughs> amount of time maybe you should pack it in and take a rest I hate when games do that I, know. I fucking hate it I remember I, can't, I think it was I can't remember there was Nintendo games that used to do the old time where it's been like you've been playing for quite a while maybe go and look at the sun for a bit and it's like fuck off leave me alone yeah it's like stop judging me but um funnily enough you know if you press yeah yeah, yeah I'll have a rest it freezes the game so like you'll save and then you can't you'll have to like reset if you want to go back on <laughs> That is, that is a dick move. I know, but it's like, um, it's like stop judging me. But yeah, so he, he I think it's quite cute that yeah. both of your parents are mentioned rather yeah. than you just being an absentee Well, child. they're not just mentioned, they have the mechanics in the game, yeah. you know, because you're a little boy. Like, it really does yeah. emphasise the fact because like, you know, like in Pokemon, for example, yeah. you go off on an adventure and you're a little boy and it's never really mentions the fact that your mum, and your mum's just like, oh, well, I guess it's time you flew the nest as a 10-year-old. And it's like a bit weird. In this game, it's like, yeah, it's a bit weird that they're okay with a 10-year-old going on this adventure, but you still are a child. Yeah. And the things that you encounter are through the eyes of a child, even though you encounter some pretty horrific stuff. Yeah. And you have to call your mum because you miss her. Uh, you also do have a little sister. Uh, is oh, it younger? Yeah. No, older sister. Yeah. Older. She's got um, a part-time job. But she's got a part-time, part-time job as like a, kind of like a courier. It's called Escargo. thing, Yeah. Um, and she's also a mechanic so she's like oh you know I'll help you when I can um, and you can call her and if your inv- inventory gets full um, she can take some of your stuff away and store it so if you don't want to you know discard it or sell it um, but you can also withdraw stuff yeah. so it's kind of like Bill's PC in um, yeah, Pokemon but, but the annoying thing is to, to access it you have to ring oh God, yeah. you, ha- you have to ring the the number of the the Escargo people it will they have to wait like a minute mm-hmm. and then they will arrive and then you have to like do an exchange but you can't you can't give and take things at the same time so you have to either call them mm-hmm. and say I want you to take some stuff or call them and say I want you to give me some stuff yeah. but the inventory system in this game this is one thing I do want to criticise yeah. You have a you have a punishingly small inventory, mm-hmm. and all of your equipment takes up a space. So you've got like your bat, you've got like a baseball hat that yeah. you wear as armor, and you've got your healing items. And then you'll also have plot important items that you definitely need. Like there's a stone that you collect sounds yeah. in that has to go in your inventory, and there will be like keys that you need and things I mean, like it that. Is punishing. So you might have like one space. You when you get more characters. So by the end of the game, you have four characters. You do get their inventory space as well. But even then, it was really yeah. Difficult. You fucking need it, and you yeah. will need to use the um, the you know delivery system. And it is a bit annoying to be like it can take like five minutes to yeah, get your well, inventory be- right because uh, you can only do three at a time as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For some reason, you can only give them three items at a time. Uh, well. And there is a delivery fee as well, so yeah. you have to you have to pay every time. The only way to bypass that is if you go straight to your sister, which, yeah, which is if all... you don't have fast travel at that point, it's very difficult. Yeah, um, you can also order pizza. Uh, yeah, someone will deliver you a pizza that you can use as a healing item. <laughs> yeah. um, another weird thing I want to mention, there's a very, very odd uh, photographer who looks like a, an Orthodox Jew yeah. who just arrives every now and then, takes a photo of you. He floats down from the sky, takes a photo of you, then floats away again. Yeah, I always thought he was such a nonce. What, like, what? Just... Oh my God, another podcast where you've mentioned nonces. 
Okay, you know what? No, I'm, be- I'm being really harsh. Why is he a nonce? Dial it back. Because he's taking photos of children. Well, yeah, but, you know. He is, he is always taking photos of children, to be fair. Well, it's just like, okay, you've just taken a picture of, of this kid and then you float it off. What are you doing? Yeah, because these? famously, nonces do float. I mean, that's one thing everyone knows about nonces is they can float. Once you become a nonce, you're like, that's your first level up, or your first power up, you know, you have to put, you, the tutorial skill point you've got to put in is the ability to float, so they can all float. I think that's the thing we know about nonces, isn't it? No, I'm going to dial it back, you know, I'm being They harsh. all float here. I don't think he's a nonce, but I did think it was weird that he's never explained and he just takes pictures of you, but... Um, yeah, it is strange. But yeah, no, the, the infantry system, it wasn't particularly great and... Uh, it's the same thing for the pizza delivery. You have to wait a little while. Yeah, so you again. you have to take a few steps and then this guy will come running really frantically and be like, here's your pizza. Um, yeah, there's again, just a lot of stuff funny. in this game that is like weird, but like, which I appreciate. I do appreciate it's eccentric. Like, this is a, a truly eccentric game. It's like really odd. I still, there's only one other game I've played which is even similar and it's a bit try-hardy because it's trying to be similar and that's... Uh, uh, people of the Earth, which I think I've told yeah, you about, we, which we were going to play. We started it, didn't we? No, 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 we didn't start it. No, no, I told you about oh. it. I started playing the sequel, okay. which is called People of the Universe and like that. But it's like you play as a vice president who's got to like win over people and fight an alien invasion, um, which is is really fun. But like that's purposely trying to be like this. Yeah. This is a truly unique game. Like you're never going to have an experience like it. Mm-hmm. But some of the eccentricities are inconvenient. So for example, one of the other eccentricities is the fast travel system, which you eventually get. Um, but you have to run in a, for the, the first version of it that you get it costs mana or magic or whatever mm-hmm. they call it in this game side points or whatever and you have to run in a straight line for like half a mile before yeah. it will work and if you hit anything in that, so you have to like pick up somewhere where you know you're going to have enough space to run in a straight line without touching anything because if you do touch anything it breaks it you've got to do it again yeah you like it'll do, it'll, it kind of looks like you get burned yeah and you're like oh and again it. it's like cool and eccentric, and I do like the, uh, you know, the originality of it, but I would have preferred it just to, to do it, to be honest. Yeah, you know? I mean, like you said, you can upgrade it later on where you need you less. Sp- you spin instead. You spin. You yeah. still need a certain amount of space, but it's so much, so much better. But um, speaking of travel, there is another form of, uh, what, well, method of travel, the bicycle. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> this is another weird thing about this game, right? So you at some point in the game pretty early on is it when you're in on it yes or is it too soon no it's too soon sorry yeah yeah so yeah this game you go to four main towns you do go to other places as well but the four main towns are on it two soon threed and four side which i love you know what it's like one two three four i'm embarrassed to say i didn't notice that till quite a way into the game i think it was when we got to four side to be honest because i was like on it it's not one is it it's on it and then two soon i was like oh two soon but then three didn't pick up on it was only when we got to four side that I was like one two three four oh so that's really cool but um but yeah when you're in Tucson you get a bicycle and oh you know I'm gonna put it on Twitter like the music I mean the music in this game to be fair is brilliant all the way through I think it's got some there's some annoying ones yeah I mean it's got some of my favorite video game music in it yeah and when you get on the bicycle you get this like adorable earworm it's like oh it's it's like a, a whistle theme but it's so fucking happy. Like, you could yeah. be having the worst day and that theme will make you so happy. And the really cool, cool thing is that when Ness is on his bike, he's got a big smile on his yeah, face. I mean, he's like, ah! It's the only time that they use that sprite. Yeah, of him so happy. It's, it's, <laughs> like, he's so happy. His mouth's open, you can see his teeth. And yeah. he'll be, like, on this bike and, and um, 
occasionally they'll be like ring 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 yeah um but once you get another party member yeah which is about 15 minutes after you get the bike you can't use a bike again. Yeah, because it says, oh, you can't you can't use a bike with uh, two people. Yeah, so you literally never get to use it again. And no. it's like, wh- why? I googled it and a lot of people were upset about it because they were like, okay, so you've just given me this, um, you know, brilliant way of travelling faster, but not only that, you've given me this brilliant theme and then little Ness smiling, yeah, looking so all happy. happy and you've taken it away. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand why why is it there there's so much this game that it's just like why I think you know if the rest of your characters die you can use it yeah but that would okay we've already mentioned the fact you've got an aggressively small inventory space the bike takes up an inventory space as well so like the bike you can't you don't just have access to it whenever you want like it takes up a space in your bag I know it's so upsetting because honestly the theme is just yeah it's weird because they went through so much trouble like they will have programmed that bike yeah they will have gone through the you know the whole effort of making him smile and the theme for what? For like Nothing. not even an hour. Yeah, it's bizarre, but upsetting. So, so you eventually you eventually team up with like three other characters. So there's Paula, who's a psychic girl. Yeah. There's Pooh, uh, I don't know why, who's like a mystic, uh, not not sort of mystic, like martial arts yeah. master with a ponytail. And then there is uh, Jeff, who's like an ex- who's the son of an eccentric scientist. He's like an inventor. And what's cool as well is they've all got their little mechanics. Mm. So like Jeff, for example if you find broken items uh, and you give it to him, he can fix them. Which I did like, but it also was very, very annoying because, again, the infantry space... Yeah, it's very small, yeah. And he needs to be holding them to fix them. So you'll find, like, it'll say, broken pipe. And if you give it to him, and I think if you sleep a certain number of times, I think that's right, he will fix it and it'll become, like, a a weapon you can use in battle or something. Um, And that that, that is, like again, like a really cool idea. There's lots of really cool little ideas... Um, and then for Pooh, he uh, can't eat the same things that the other characters eat, and he can't use any of the same items the other characters well, he can, can use. But it just doesn't react the same way. So, for example, if you eat a hamburger, yeah, um, it'll probably you know heal like sixty HP to Ness. But if Pooh eats it, it'll do like one HP. Yeah, one or two, and that. But be then it. he can drink water and be fully healed. So. Yeah, so it's like because he's some kind of he goes he undergoes some very weird training, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah so you get this party together and the main plot involves travelling around uh, attempting to stop Gygus you know you get involved in lots of things on the way so there is a you know a zombie invasion in mm. 3 that you have to solve because <laughs> 3 is attacked by zombies <gasps> there is a nonce in the game there is a genuine nonce in the game because there's a guy um, a gangster who kidnaps oh, Paula yeah. who is a child she is definitely a child yeah she's like 10 and he wants to marry her do you remember oh that? Oh my god, I do remember that. What's his name? The guy is like a biker, isn't he? Oh my god, I can't oh, remember his name. And you beat him, and he's like, "You remember? Oh, you're okay yeah. now, yeah." He's in Tucson, and he. Oh my god, what's the fucking? Oh, this is gonna be well annoying. Again, people listening are gonna be like, "It's Steve." His name's Steve, but I can't remember what it's yeah, called now. Yeah, because before you get Paula, um, she so so her her little shtick is that she can pray, and she's um psychic. Yeah. And you get a message from her saying, "Help me, I'm in this place." because she's gone missing. So you go to this town and, you know, you fight this guy who's um, who's taken her and beat him as a boss. Yeah. Uh, and then he says something about marrying her and wanting to, like, make her, you know, basically marry her, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like, she's, she's a fucking child. Yeah, nonce confirmed. Yeah, you know what? You are the nonce whisperer. You will yeah. always find it. 
Whatever game it is, you'll always find it. So he was definitely a nonce, but yeah, he, he got his ass kicked. Yeah, least. he did get his ass kicked, yeah. Um, oh, God, I'm really annoyed that I can't remember his name. Um, anyway, so you, um, so as I said, you are travelling around solving certain problems and things. Early on in the game, you're introduced to a character called Porky, um, who is... That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, you looked at me like I was said something wrong there. Uh, so Porky, who is like the, your annoying neighbour, um, who... Like at the start of the game, there's like a meteorite hit, and he's like trying to get involved and trying to go see what it is and trying mm-hmm. to be centre of attention, and he goes missing from home, um, and he's like an annoying little little dickhead. He reminds me of Cartman a little bit. Cartman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, I can see that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't think he's friends with Ness, or I don't think Ness is friends with him out of choice. I think it's just like he's a neighbour. He therefore cannot avoid him. Kind of yeah, thing. that is true, actually, yeah. And, yeah, he's, like, not someone he'd ever choose to be no. to be with. It doesn't seem like anyone likes him, really. No. Um, but he, <laughs> in a very strange twist, becomes probably the main villain of the game. <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's one part that's burned into my image, even from a childhood, is um, he kind of, like, dips in and out of the story, and you see yeah. him every now and then. But you go to, um, like, a, a resort place, and there's a little patch. It's kind of like a, a oh. pixel on the screen which is bizarre, and then you go up to it and you sort of examine it, and it says, hmm, Pokey's smell is around here. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's taking a shit, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah he's taking a dump and... Oh. But this is what the game is like. It's just so, like, quirky and psychedelic and funky. Yeah, I mean, talking of psychedelic, there's a part where you go to a place called Saturn Valley, and everyone you meet there is called Mr. Saturn. Yeah. And they're, like, weird... Right, little alien creatures, yeah. the, and, the, and the, the 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 dialogue is like in a different font. Cause obviously, it's not voice acted. The dialogue's in this like weird scrolled font. It's big, like big font. Yeah, curly um, and stuff. It's just such a psychedelic game. Um, and as I said, there's so much awesome stuff that happens in it. The, yeah, I mean, the game seems real, and I know it's it's quite old, but it yeah. seemed so forward for the time because 100% there's so many mechanics that I'm like why do other games not use this for example when when you're in battle your um your health is like a time um what would you describe it as like a ticking down yeah it, it, so when you get hit say if you get taken say, say if you've got 100 health and you take 20 damage it doesn't just go 100 to 80 it ticks down from 100 so it goes 199 98 97 yeah, and it, and it takes yeah it does it quite fast but it takes like a, a, a three or four seconds now rather than you just taking the damage that the the you know the enemy has done if you can heal within that time or use magic to you know to stop it or even if you beat the enemy before it ticks down you're fine like the timer stops and i just think that's brilliant because you know it gives you a chance to crawl back without yeah. having to there revive were several times where we were playing it where we would take a hit that would wipe out like it would be like 200 damage to a character that has 8 HP yeah, and it's like, like that person's yeah. going to die but we managed to get to them quickly and stuff a hamburger in the mouth and it's like well they survived now because you healed them in time yeah. and that is such a cool mechanic I just don't understand again like you were saying why haven't more games done yeah, that yeah and then again this is quite quite a grindy game because I feel like there are quite a few times in the game where it will spike in difficulty oh definitely yeah. so you do have to grind but it does this really cool thing where if you're at high enough level and the enemies are lower than you like considerably lower um rather than you having to go through this fight that you know you're gonna win the monsters will like run away from you yeah and then if you do get to the monsters it will just like automatically say you won yeah and give you the experience and and it's it, like great yeah you know it, yeah you know because like we've been playing the inner community yeah. the white witch and we will eventually do a podcast on that when we finish it uh but in that game right like 
when when you level up and and you go back to an area you know that you are now over leveled for the enemies will run away from you um which is good in the sense that you don't have to do these battles but it's bad because it's like you you're wasting easy hp in earthbound it does that but you get free hp so it actually incentivizes you to chase them because it's like well you might as well you don't have to chase them for long because it's like an isometric game there's only so far that they can go yeah like bumps into a wall and i just think it's brilliant because it's like you you and I know we're going to win this fight. Yeah. It's piss easy. There's no point making the player do it. There's no point of making them prove that they can do it because you know they can do it. If they're like level 20 and their enemy's level 2, um, just go through, you know, just pretend that you have and give them the two experience that they, they can yeah, get from it. Yeah, that is a brilliant. rare move the game makes that is very convenient. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It's always a satisfying moment when you're in an area when that starts happening. When, when you're in an area yeah. and suddenly the battles start, you know, like, automatically ending, you're like, you know what, this is great. I loved it too because I was like, you dickheads were trying to eat me, like, ten hours ago. Yeah. Now who's my bitch? <laughs> yeah, it was so satisfying. And uh, if anyone is listening and knows of a game that does this, please let us know because I've not seen it yeah. since. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'd like to know that because it's, it's a very satisfying mechanic, yeah. isn't it? And if there's any JRPG that does that, I'd be interested in giving it a go. Um, visually the game is really striking and pleasing <laughs> and I think you know I actually I, I didn't play it as a child yeah. I played it in 2020 it was when we played it yeah so it was last year it was early last year I think mm. but we played it last year and I still thought it looked amazing yeah. like one thing that I love about this game is it's bright primary colours mm-hmm. like there's a bit where again very very strange where you go to a town a little village that has been ruled over by a cult <laughs> that believes everything should <laughs> be painted what? blue it's a kid's game but it's quite the, creepy it's very dark there's a lot of really dark stuff and in this place it's like everything has to be painted blue and they're like happy happy blue blue I think yeah. it's something like that I could be wrong but. yeah it's something like that and you go into like this room and there's like 150 people crammed into this room so much so that you've got to make a path through them and they're all blue yeah and they're all staring it's quite creepy isn't and it and they just you, know, you talk to them and they all say blue blue apart from one who's like uh Red, I mean, uh, blue. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, you know, each town has its own quirks. Like you said, the zombies, the, the cult, yeah. uh, the, no- the nonce. Um, this foreside and then this moonside, which is like the Murray Universe version yeah. of foreside where everything's weird. Which and again dark. was really cool. Like, yeah, and dark and psychedelic. And I'm pretty sure the idea of that is he meant to be on like a trip. Like, I think the entire game is a trip. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is very, very psychedelic yeah. and weird. Um, there are, like, you mentioned earlier that you completed this game as a kid without a walkthrough. I, I, I have no fucking clue how that is possible, right? Now, listeners, I am not exaggerating. I mean, hopefully you've already played this game, so we're not spoiling it for you. Yeah. Because, and if you haven't, then go and play it because it's, it's amazing. I mean, it is hard to get your hands on now, but, you know, I'm sure everyone in the world owns a copy of this game, so you can definitely emulate it on the SNES. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can emulate a SNES on an Android phone. So, and you know, it's a game you can definitely play on your phone. The, the combat is very, like I say, it's turn-based. You know, it's... Um, it's not too demanding. You just get the, the you know the enemy appears on screen. You get a very weird song, normally a very weird mm-hmm. music while it accompanies the, the enemy. And you know, I don't think you know it's too demanding. But um, but you said you played it without a walkthrough. I mean, fuck me. Like, there is a part in this game yeah. right where you have to infiltrate a secret hideout, and the password is to do nothing for a minute. And when I say the yeah. listeners, a minute, you literally can't move for a minute of real time you have to just put your controller down and wait and it doesn't it didn't explicitly tell you that now honestly no. I, I can't how, tell you how do you figure that out I'm sure it must have taken me ages yeah, but, no, but 
How would you ever know to do that? Well, that's probably why they sold it with a fucking the only thing I can think The only thing I can think is that you'd go, oh, fuck this game and sit there stewing for a little bit and then it'd go, oh, it's unlocked. That is the only way I could figure out that you'd figure it out. Because if it was me, I'd be going, right, well, there must be something I haven't done. I'd be exploring the world, trying to find the thing yeah. that I need to do to progress. I wouldn't just stand there for a minute in silence. Well, since they made you buy the, the guidebook with it, maybe you would meant to check that. Well, it's bullshit. It and then the bullshit. other thing that is bullshit, listeners, is that... Um, the uh, power has an ability called prey that mm. been mentioned earlier and prey is pretty useless so yeah. it it um it, it has a random effect doesn't it so yeah, it can it heal is. the party it can do various different things some of them are useful some of them aren't so yeah. useful like it's um you, you you might use it a couple of times when you first get her as a novelty but then you pretty you learn very fast that prey is not anything that's really worth no. your time until that is you get to the last boss okay mm-hmm. so you get to the last boss you have to fight porky who's like for somehow has become like an, an an avatar of Gygus and he's trying to help Gygus take over the universe. Yeah. I don't know why or how that happened, but he is. And once you've beaten Porky, he unle- unleashes Gygus and Gygus is a fetus, all right? Yeah. So um, the idea is that he's not been born yet. Well, no, so the idea is that the way to the, the party realise, the only way they can deal with Gygus, they can't fight him in his current form. They have to time travel in order to fight him when he's a fetus. This, this part, I think, gets really dark because, again, it's a kid's game. It doesn't explicitly say it's fetus, but it's pretty oh, damn it, obvious. You can see it. I mean, it's when you fight the last boss. So in order to tra- time travel, the party have to have their consciousness taken out of their body and put into robots because mm. otherwise their bodies will die when they time travel. And then as robot children, they attack Gygus while he's still a fetus. And this bit is kind of like a cave, but you figure out pretty early on that you know it's you traveling up to the basically the, the it's womb, like a, right? it's like a womb yeah, yeah yeah it's like a uterus and eventually you get to the fetus and you fight the fetus but the fetus is impossible to beat like you will never beat it yeah and you said you tried for hours and hours and hours oh before you realized I, I cannot tell you how long i spent first time around like i'm I can imagine. I if feel you like know. an idiot because I was like... No, it's, it's not you being an idiot. You know, like, why would you figure this out? Because the, the secret, listeners, is that you have to pray. You have to use that move that's been useless through all of the game. You have to pray five times, okay? And when you pray, it shows, like, a montage of all the people that you've mm-hmm. helped and all the people that you've worked with across the entire world are all praying with you, and that gives you the strength to beat Gygus. It reminded me of uh, Final Fantasy IV a little bit. Yeah, and I can see that. The difference is, in Final Fantasy IV, it you doesn't does it have... It doesn't for you. It does it for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the main mechanic to be the boss so actually Gygus is very easy it's actually a really easy boss because all you've well, got to do well no all you've got to do is survive yeah. you don't have to worry about attacking all you've got to do is survive and keep power alive for five turns that's it once yeah. you beat Porky that is but Porky was quite difficult yeah Porky once you beat Porky then... and by the way so the, the battle music throughout the game has been quite funky quite yeah. quite funny du, quite chirpy du, du, but the music du, with du, Porky du, du, literally du. death metal yeah <laughs> so it starts off quite like low bubbling rock music and then when you get to like his his last phase it just like goes into this really heavy yeah uh riffs and stuff it's fucking bizarre but um but yeah this is a game in which 10 year olds kill a fetus yeah it genuinely is a fetus i mean again gygus the main baddie is um it has a few stages so you do have to pray and you do have yeah. to do a couple of things but the more you fight it the more the less distorted it gets because it's like it looks like a static screen that's constantly moving yeah a little bit like a wall flesh yeah but then you know it gets clearer and clearer and clearer but it's still moving and if you screen like if you pause the screen uh quick enough or take a 
Look, look on Google. It's a fetus. Yeah, no, it's definitely a fetus. It's yeah, this is this is accepted. This yeah. is an accepted fact. You know, it's um, definitely a fetus. But when you think about it, like kids' game, you've just aborted. Yeah. Gigas. You have, yeah, before. I mean, it's quite clever. It's ballsy. It's like, yeah, he's ballsy. And it's also quite clever that it's like, well, we can't take him in his current form, so let's get him before he was born. Like, I do like that as an idea, but fucking it's hell, quite it's quite grim as well, because I'm pretty sure that when you hear it, it does, doesn't it say like, because you do get a little bit of a speech text. Yeah. Um, it says really creepy things, doesn't it? It says stuff like, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. You cannot um, grasp the true power of Gygus or Gigas, however yeah. you pronounce well, it. But we always said Gygus. If that is incorrect, listeners, then we're, we're sorry. We're sorry. I'm sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Um, and then, yeah, but it was just like, well, yeah, of course it's going to say creepy stuff because we're smashing a baby with a frying pan. We're smashing up a womb with a frying pan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't know if that how, how you can really top that really I mean there are some really other really cool stuff that again this game um, often sacrifices convenience for the sake of a joke or for the sake of eccentricities but there's like a, a band that are really important oh, they call called the, the Runway, runway five. the Runway 5 that are like a shitty jazz band that owe money to everyone yeah. that you end up becoming like a roadie for um, and travel with them mm-hmm. across town every time everywhere you go they owe everyone money and they do the world's shittest music show yeah, I mean, they're so incompetent. Yeah, and it, I'm saying the music is terrible as well. Like, you know, I don't I know why anyone... But the fact... Do you remember that one time where we accidentally watched it about five times in a row? We're like, oh, for fuck's sake, not again, because it goes on for about two minutes. <laughs> yeah, and if you press it by accident, you have to watch it. And it goes on for, like, two minutes. Um, there is another weird thing as well. I feel like this game is full of, like, cute ideas in theory, but then doesn't really make sense when you try and do it. Cool. Like, for example... Um, with your burgers and stuff, or just any food, you can combine it with a condiment. Oh, yeah, you can put, like, relish on it and stuff. You can stuff. buy ketchup, you can buy mustard, but it's like, I'm already, like, struggling for space yeah. in my inventory. Why the hell would I do that? And yeah, it really make a difference. It's very strange, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's a really, really strange little idea, that, where you can put, yeah, you can put mustard on your hot dog and it makes it better, but you've got to pair the right thing to the right condiment as well. Like, yeah. if, you put the, if you put mustard on, like, a pizza, it'll be like, what? It doesn't help. Yeah, it not work at all. I also like that you can buy this teddy bear, which is adorable, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. And it kind of, like, follows you around, um, but it's used as a dummy. So if you get into a fight, um, it'll act as a decoy, and that will get destroyed before you take any damage. But again, it does take inventory space. So that's the only yeah. downside. I feel like a lot of the game's issues is down to that. If they'd yeah. just given you a little bit more space it would have been a little bit more enjoyable a little bit easier and less frustrating to be honest my stance on stuff like this is that every game should have a bottomless inventory unless it's a horror game I think in a horror game you can justify it but in any other game I mean even like Skyrim and stuff I know you haven't played it but it's like and you know there's an idea in like uh, RPGs in particular Mm. that you become over encumbered and you slow down because your inventory is too full why it's not fun you know, it's never fun to be told, oh, you've got to leave this shit behind that you want to sell because, you know, we've only given you a yeah. certain number of image space. And Earthbound, like I say, is punishing for it. It really is so punishing for the amount of stuff you can carry. And again, I understand you don't want the player to be able to just, like, grind for money and then buy, like, a thousand hamburgers. Yeah. But also at the same time fuck off you know what I mean give me some more space just some more space saying, you know, or, or just have your equipment not take up a space yeah. like if your equipment didn't take up a space you'd have like four more inventory spaces for every single character or at least give me like a, like a separate page for key key items that I can't get rid of yeah because it's not my fault that I need them but um 
But yeah, oh, the there is like spikes in the game, and one particular spike in difficulty was when you first encounter aliens. Yes. Now, they are difficult. Yeah, they are really they, hard. They were kicking our butt left, right, and centre. Yeah, and like it is, it is, this is the thing. This is part of me. This is part of the reason that you know I haven't gone back and played too many of those classic JRPGs. I do want to go back. Like I haven't played Final Fantasy VI. I haven't really played the Fantasy Star games. I do want to go back and try them, but they are often really punishingly difficult. Yeah. I mean, we will do a podcast on FF4 at some point again, um, and we'll talk about that. But they can be really, really punishingly difficult. And this game, it's like if you've been skipping fights. If you've not been exploring properly, yeah. you will get fucked up, son. Like, they will destroy you very quickly. It is punishing. And every time you think that you've got a grip on it and that you're levelled mm-hmm. and that things are starting to go well, you'll get to a new area and all of a sudden it will be hard as nails again. You know. And we explored a lot. We did we did all the little side yeah. quests you can do. You know, there's like um side quests that involve like do you remember this is the two mice? That, uh, yeah. there's these two mice inventors inv- uh, inventors that you can invest in and one of them invents loads of really useful stuff and the other one it's is not invent- a mouse it's, a, it's the, the guys well, they're not. it's Apple Kid and Orange Kid oh it is made. Apple Kid and Orange Kid yeah and you invest in them and one of them wants to invent uh, like really useful stuff and the other one it's like what is the other one is it um, like a pencil that yeah so it's, it's funny right because you can invest in both yeah Um, and it, I think Orange Kid seems like he's incompetent because he's like oh you know i want to make um this pencil eraser that can do this this and that and it sounds like a ridiculous idea yeah. and then you go to apple kid who's like across the street from him and he's actually sounds really decent and like he's got his shit together and he's you know his um house is clean unlike yeah. orange kids um, and you think, oh, well, I'll invest in him because obviously he's the one. Yeah, he's Turns smart out that like, he's shit. <laughs> and the one who's got like pizza all over the place and a mouse and wants to make a fucking sharpener is the one that actually helps you yeah, out. Yeah, and the eraser becomes really useful because the blo- your path is blocked by giant pencils Yeah. that you can then erase. And what better way to get rid of that by using an eraser? It's yeah. like so quirky, but it's so fucking funny. Yeah, there's so much stuff in this game. And like, I really, I really, one thing I love about. Uh, this is one reason I really like JRPGs in particular but there's lots of games that do this I love being feeling like you've been on a journey Mm. like you feel like the world is big and you've really travelled and this game does it so well because like you think about the start of the game you start in the little tiny little sort of white picket fence town Mm -hmm. and you travel across all these cities you then travel through uh, a winter sort of northern winter wonderland you know with the most beautiful music like that music the winter theme I'll put it on Twitter the winter theme is one of might be one of my favourite tracks from any video game it just melts my heart every time you know you travel to parallel universes you know it's just such a, a journey that you go on with this little kid yeah and it's always funny and weird and eccentric and it's almost always fun there is a few grindy bits there are a few bits that get on your nerves yeah. you know uh, but generally it is really really always so fun um yeah i mean have you got anything else glaring you want to say before yeah we it did on? annoy me that to save you have to ring your dad now there's two kind of phones there's a green phone and there's a black phone Black ones are free. The green ones charge oh my dollars. <laughs> right. You know, listeners, if you've been listening to various uh, editions of our podcast, then first off, thank you very much. Secondly, you'll be aware of the fact that Min has a real issue distinguishing herself from the character she plays and takes things really like personally offensive if a character is if her character is offended. So, like a good example of this is like uh, in uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, you'll walk past someone as Arthur Morgan, and someone will say like, "What are you doing here, boy?" 
and Min will go mental and start shooting everyone because someone's insulted her. And I'm like, Min, you're not Arthur Morgan, it's fine. The similar thing happens with money in video games. Min hoards that money like a dragon. Like she will, <laughs> she, she she does not want to spend money in video games. Like she will not spend money unless she's absolutely forced to. She will agonize sometimes, listeners. And I'm not exaggerating. Literally cry. Like literally have tears <laughs> and cry because she has to spend like ten dollars. You know, and like, well, I don't want to spend it. It's my money. Like that. And if like enemies steal money from you, I mean, fucking hell. You know, like call the police because she's gonna go on a rampage. And the fact that you had to pay for some of the phones in this game made her so angry. Like she would refuse to save, like, and then die, and then have to reload it. But she's like, I don't care. I'm not paying a dollar to use a phone. It's like, but but Min, we've got plenty of money. We've got hundreds of dollars, you know. And also, it's not your money. No, I'm not spending my money. Am I incorrect about any of that? Mm. No, not really. No, not really, no. no. And that is a common thing. No, um, you do have to pay for the green phones. Um, and there's also a, a resort town where... Yeah, summers. Um, summers. So which, summers, summers and winters in the game. So. Which is... Um, it's funny because everything there is ridiculously priced. The food, yeah. the, the hotel, the phone even costs yeah. more, I think. Um, that, that town made me angry. I can imagine, yeah. That would make you angry, wouldn't it? Made me very, very, very angry. But it's just full of like little cute things. I do remember there was one moment that that kind of freaked me out as a kid. Um, your character Pooh, um, when you first are introduced to him, you play as oh, him I know say, yeah. And you have to go through this like trial to this sort weird of prove yourself. mind training thing. Yeah, and it's it's kind of horrific because you go to, to like the top of the mountain, and you sit there and you meditate, and then it's like yeah, you're sitting like a top of a massive column, aren't you? Yeah. In the air. Yeah, and this figure kind of like comes out and talks to you because I think you have to not move again. Isn't yeah. It? So um, yeah, it's another one of those where you're not allowed to move your controller. Yeah, um, and it says, um, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to take away your your arms. Do you agree?" Oh yeah. And then you say yes, and it says, "Okay, I'll break your arms. Um, I'm going to take away your your legs now. Do you agree?" And then it breaks your legs, um, and then it, it basically takes everything away. Yeah, from until you. you're just nothing. Until you're nothing, and then that's how you pass. And I just remember as a kid being I like, I think he even says horrified. like, you're going to be alive, but you're going to have no arms and no legs. You're going yeah. to be nothing. You're going to be here forever. It's just like, and you've just got to let it happen. And it's like, this is. I remember Pooh, by the way, is like the same age as Ness, yeah, sensibly. I think like, he's not meant like, to be. I don't think it ever makes it explicit how old he is. He's like the prince of Dalam, isn't it? Which is his like town. Mm. But he doesn't. It doesn't say that he's like an adult or anything. He's definitely meant to be around the same. He's definitely the same height as Ness, and it's like this is abuse. This is horrible. Yeah, it's um, it was kind of horrible. Yeah, but again, this game weirdly it mixes like little, really heartwarming, little childish uh, eccentricities with proper full-on cosmic horror. It, again, second time since, but it reminds me of South Park because you have these real adult themes, but it boils down to little kids yeah you're right yeah no definitely you know and I, mean? I think that I always I have a soft spot for games that appear nice but mm-hmm. have quite a lot of really sinister undertones and this game has some truly sinister undertones going on definitely yeah um, yeah I, I just you know it's it's very trippy just be aware of that yeah well if you played it you'll know that won't you, you know uh, it is incredibly thing, psychedelic another thing that I fucking loved as well was a very small thing but when you have critical hits it says smash on the screen, but the noise. Oh, <laughs> you remember the most specific thing. I don't have you a cl- liked it too. I don't remember that at all. Do you not remember? Like, no. it'd say smash and it'd do like. Oh, this yeah, thing. no, yeah, yeah, and it'd flash. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Um, by the way, I just wanted to double check. So, you know, um, scientist guy, I can't remember. Was it Steve? 
uh, Jeff. We, Jeff, we call him it. Steve. <laughs> His name's Jeff. So the little boy is Jeff, yeah. Uh, so the little boy Jeff. So he's the one that's in. So when you meet Jeff, uh, it's because you've been captured by the uh, by one of the. He's like a, he's, he's working for Gygus, and uh, Paula reaches out to Jeff telepathically. Telepathically, he's like living in like a public school yeah. in Winters, and then you do you then control Jeff for a while so until you make it back to the party. What I wanted to ask was, is it implied that um, one of your friends and he's is called in Tony? Love with you? Yeah, no, it's implied that he's de- he definitely is gay. That it's, it's, for the time. Yeah, it's, for the time is quite it, forward thinking. Like, it's, it's basically an accepted. I don't think it's ever made fully explicit in the game. Uh, but it's now looked back on retrospectively. People sort of accept that, yeah, it's a gay character. Because I, when I played it, I did think that you know. Um, so yeah, like Jeff him. is like his best friend, and he gives he gives him some stuff, some of his stuff, doesn't he? And says like, I'm going to miss you so much, and please come back yeah, to me. Yeah, and he and helps stuff. him like sneak out and stuff. Yeah. and I think he says a couple of things throughout the game that kind of imply it. And I do remember thinking. I think at the end as well, when you get the montage, they're together. Yeah, but again. Bearing in mind this game is quite old. 1993, I um, think it is. 1994. It's, it's, it's quite... Like, you wouldn't expect to see it in a game from that time. Yeah, yeah. It really is um, very progressive for the and time. That's what it? I mean, but there's a lot of things that seem It's done really... so tastefully and subtly as well. You know, it's like... It's not made it really, really implicit, but it's like, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, it's not the centre of it. No. Because why should it be? It's, it's quite just, sweet. I, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, is. As uh, Minton said at the start of the podcast, uh, the game bombed when it came out. Partly because in America they advertised it with the with the tagline "This game stinks." Yeah, I mean the the marketing which they sank a lot of money into yeah. was terrible. I mean, because the game is very, like I say, it's very weird. It's very cynical and it has yeah. a very kind of crude sense of humor, which I really found very funny. Yeah, I loved it. It might not be for everyone, but I really loved the crude sense of humor. Um, but yeah, saying this game stinks as a marketing campaign and then saying it costs $150 or whatever, probably not the smartest idea. Yeah, it was very self-deprecating. It just it didn't fit in with the American market, I don't think. And people no. were just like, what the fuck is this? And, and also oh, it's localised brilliantly as well. It was localised perfectly. Yeah, for, for a game of that time as well. I mean, we've been playing some older other Japanese games from that era that are nowhere near as well localised. No, absolutely not. But um, it was brilliantly localised. But it's a shame. I, I do think that they, they messed up with the cover art. Um, because it looks oh, so yeah. fucking dull. Like the the cover is like um, a picture of the one of yeah. the, the space spacemen as they're called. Yeah, one, one of the, the aliens. aliens. Um, yeah, they're really difficult. Really, is, it's difficult, but it's not like a, a huge no, part of the game. No, they're just, just a random enemy. It's almost like having a Ratata on a Pokemon game. It's yeah. bizarre, and it doesn't look particularly flashy. It's just got like a red and yellow. I think striped background. It yeah, just, it, you it know what? Do that is one of the worst box arts. It's so it bad. Is, I, I want to be in the room when they took that decision. Uh, you know like, put Ness on the front. Whoever, put Ness, it, you know what? If they put Ness riding a bike on the front, it would have been. 100%. <laughs> you know, top selling game. Yeah. Whoever decided that that was a box art needs to be slapped with a fucking foam slipper. Why foam? That's not going to hurt. Slap me with a foam slipper all you want. It just bounce off your head, won't it? Do you want them to hurt or not? Do you want it to be? Do you want it to be more about the gesture, or do you want it to actually like, inflict pain? You've never been hit with a foam slipper, have you? No. Isn't the foam just like, like squishy in it? You, I don't think you know which kind of slippers I'm talking about. Isn't it just like a big foam finger that you have like a baseball game? Okay, sorry. Flip flop. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I've been hit with flip flop. Yeah. No, I said slipper because in my my language, yeah yeah well you're wrong. Sorry, I, I got mixed up. But no, okay, flip flop. I've been hit with a flip flop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hit them with a the flip flop. Yeah. yeah. And lace it with little razor blades. You know. 
just add, add a little bit back to that because you've ruined your game you've you've ruined honestly, I mean to be fair the game is a cult classic but it's probably that reason why we didn't get Mother 3 yeah because it, it really doesn't reflect anything how the game is no if, I, if I looked at that I, if I was in a shop in 1993 or 1994 whenever the game came out I think it's around that time mm-hmm. I'd be like so what's that you'd be like oh this is one of those space games yeah, but, developed by Ape Inc but like 90 pounds more than the one next to it yeah when really it's nothing like it, way better and just really not what it's just it's really annoying. It's really yeah, frustrating. It is, it is frustrating. Well, before we summarise our opinions, mm-hmm. then I've got a little game for us. Um, it's called Earthbound, or I didn't think of a name of it beforehand. I can see uh, the, the life um, draining from um, um, uh, <laughs> Oh no. Um, uh, oh shit, I can't think of anything. Ness or Toss, alright? So it's going to be called Ness or Toss, alright? Toss is a British uh, colloquialism, by the way, which means spunk. Uh, yeah. Um, cum, whatever you want to call it in. in uh, jizz. Jizz, yeah. Um, baby gravy, I guess. Ooh, <laughs> well, that's I don't know. Nasty. Well, whatever you want to call it, okay? Um, so Ness or Toss. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read five little bits of trivia mm-hmm. about Earthbound. Okay. Okay. And they are either true or they are false. So if they are true, I want you to say Ness. If they are false, I want you to say I Toss. I feel like I already know which one of your, um, what the subject of one of your thing is going to be. About. All right. Well, we'll find out. Let me if know at the end. Is, I will let you know. And you get a point. Okay. Okay. So, number one. Okay. The developers added an anti-piracy measure that not only made the game very difficult, but also impossible to beat. In the pirated version... Enemy encounters are more frequent than normal, which was intended as a deterrent. If a player still manages to get past them, the game will freeze near the climax and delete the save file once the console has been reset. Is that true or is that false? True. Ding! That is true. And that is some brutal anti-piracy measures. Can you imagine? They're not the only ones who have done that kind of thing. Well, I know other games have done stuff like that, but to let you get to that almost the end of the game. But you know what? You deserve it. Well, you know what? I mean, to be honest, I think that's like not brutal enough. They should do it earlier on. Like You could play most of the game getting through it with more enemies and then have it freeze right at the end. You've played most of the game at that point. Do you really need to see the last 10 minutes or whatever? I don't know. Okay, number two. In the Dusty Dunes Desert, which is, by the way, the area where you get home, um, uh, yes, heat, heat stroke heat and stroke, you have yeah. to... Yeah, fucking... It drains your health. It's well annoying. There is a lone white pixel... Okay, and a lone black pixel. Mm-hmm. Talking to them will reveal that they are talking sesame seeds that wish to be together. Other than longing for each other, they sort of serve no other purpose other than being notoriously difficult to find. Is that true or is that false? Do you remember there being a black dot? I can't, I'm not 100% sure there were sesame seeds. Is it true or is it, is it Ness or is it Toss? True. Ding! That is true. Again, why? That's because I, you know, I, I wasn't sure because I do remember finding the black one in the desert. Well, yeah. Apparently, yeah. there's two of them, and all they do is just say that they want to be together, and they sesame seeds, and they want to live together. That's it. No other point. They don't. <laughs> they don't give you anything. They don't do anything. It's just like you say. Again, I, I imagine, and I think this is all the case with a lot of the stuff. I imagine it was like a private joke amongst the developers, and they just uh. included it because there's loads of shit like that that doesn't make sense. Number three. Initially, Earthbound was due to have a very rudimentary first-person shooter section when Ness arrived in Moonside, where the player would be able to use a tube that fires tennis balls to fend off enemies. This was later shelved due to the limitations on the snares, but the programming was later used and improved upon in the N64 game GoldenEye. False. 
ding yeah that's false that does sound cool though doesn't it it does sound cool but i just thought they won't be able to do that it's isometric well no i mean there's a there's a well no but obviously in this sense it was going to shift perspective you know in my head anyway it did and there was a first person kind of first person game on the snes i think no no there wasn't i'm thinking of star fox but anyway I'm, i'm doing well so you got three out of five number four in earthbound all the mr saturns Okay, so we talked about the Miss Saturns, those weird little ladies living mm. in Saturn Valley. Talk using a very odd-looking font. They speak using a very strange font in Japanese too. Okay, so same mechanic. Mm. The Japanese Mr. Saturn font was created by uh, the director of the game, Aito. Aito? It's spelled I-T-A-O-I. Sorry, I-T-O-I, I don't know how to say it. Aito? Aito? Himself. In an interview, he mentions that he based the font on his daughter's handwriting at the time. Is that true or is that False. False. Eh, eh, that is true. Oh, you know, How that is sweet is adorable. that? So he's used his little baby's, Aww. his little daughter's handwriting for the, for the aliens. I guess when I saw that, it melted my heart a little bit. It warmed your cockles. It did warm my cockles. Aww. My cockles were toasty. I just thought that was so sweet. Aww. So you've got three out of four so far. I love little things like that. Yeah, exactly. Really sweet. Number five. The original ending of the game uh, featured Gygus blasting the party into space where they would float forever in orbit of the planet until they eventually succumbed to the heat death of the universe due to the fact they were robots. However, Nintendo believed this was too dark, so it was rewritten to the the fetus ending. False. Ding! Yeah, that, that that's false. I thought it was funny because that's not as dark as the actual ending in Earthbound. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, the game does give you a very nice happy ending at the end, where yeah, you get to walk around and it's actually quite nice in it. You get to go back through the world. Yeah, and you can go back to see your mama who will cook you your favorite food. Yeah, because you can choose. Back oh yeah, I've got to say at the start of the game, you've got to name your dog. Uh, you've got to choose your favourite food, none of which really com- is mentioned again, other than that every now and then, I think we pick katsu curry, yeah. which makes us sound like such weebs, but it is true. And every now and then you'll get a call being like, oh, I'm going to make your favourite katsu curry when you get home, or in combat when you're homesick, it'll say, Ness is thinking about katsu curry. Yeah, it's, it's but yeah, so you go, you can walk back through the world and meet everyone and chuck up your favourite food. Anyway, thank you for playing. And you do see the pictures that the, uh, the weird... Guy. Yeah, the weird like uh, Orthodox Jew. Talk. So yeah. you got four out of five. Well done, Ash. You did quite well on that one. Yeah. Did did it include the one that you thought it I'd include? Didn't. What did we you think I'd include? I thought you were going to talk about um, how the inspiration that the the creator of the game had. What was that? Which is where he um, he went into a film, sorry, a cinema. Oh yeah. Accidentally went into the wrong screening, and I think he watched um, it's it's a movie that's kind of like snuffy, but not. Not really. Yeah, I think you're talking about this, yeah. Um, and I think the scene that he saw was like of a, a decapitated woman or something and it had like rape and stuff in it. Yeah, and it proper traumatised him, didn't it? It really traumatised him. I'm not sure why he sat through it. Well, no, because I can, I can completely understand that because I think I've told you this before, but when I was a little kid, uh, I used to go to my grandma's house, my grandmother's house, with my big, my big brother, and she said, oh, I've recorded a film for you on VHS, okay? Yeah, it's a little film. It's called, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's about aliens. It should be fun. And it was the original Alien. And I was about four years old. And I sat through it and watched all the way, watched all the way through, despite being absolutely fucking traumatised <laughs> and despite it giving me nightmares, because I was like, I couldn't look away. Well, so. well yeah, so he, um, you know, he, he went to see a kid's film, ended up being in a different screening, watched this horrific movie that, absolutely traumatised him and he said that he was having like nightmares for ages after and um, a certain part of the game like really I think was um, sort of inspired by that trauma yeah well the whole idea of like I think the idea of like a child stumbling across things you don't really understand that are horrific I think is like a a theme throughout this game isn't it Mm -hmm. Um, okay well do you want to 
summarise your thoughts on Earthbound before we ask Jerry to before Jerry to gives his judgment. I just I just think it's such a it's aged so well. Yeah, it really has. It has some annoying mechanics. I'm not gonna lie, it's not all perfect, but some things are just done so brilliantly, and I wish that other other games would follow suit and sort of implement them. Um, it's so bright. The music is flipping adorable and beautiful. Um, it makes me feel so happy. It's one of those, like I said, rare games where it's better the second time round playing it as an adult. I'm not just clouded by judgment. Like I honestly mean, Anastasia. everyone needs to play. It. Yeah, um, it's it's great, and I'm glad that you were able to play it with me as well. Yeah, well, I'd agree with all of that. I think. I mean, obviously, I didn't. The, the the fact for me that proves, at least in my eyes, that this game stands the test of time is that I did not. I didn't have any nostalgia for it whatsoever. No. Literally zero nostalgia for it, and I still absolutely loved it. I was blown away by it. I thought it was excellent. We're just I, constantly it's still one of my favorite. I'd say now it's. One, I definitely want to play it again, but it's one of my favorite games of all time, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, definitely one of the best JRPGs I've ever played really funny and mm-hmm. weird and I just loved how odd it is I have heard you know it's a bit of an acquired taste but if you've got a surreal sense of humour and things like that you will absolutely love it but also I just think as a game I think it's brilliant I think there is like I say a lot of weird stuff that is inconvenient but yeah the music the, the visuals the story the characters the you know the little weirdos you meet along the way the little weird situations you find in it's all excellent absolutely absolutely loved it really recommend uh, but really it doesn't matter whether I liked it or not no. it's irrelevant and certainly doesn't matter if you liked it or not your <laughs> opinion is even more irrelevant than mine actually uh, because it's not it's not our podcast is it mm. we are just having a rambling discussion uh, to sort of as like you know like when you have a big band right so you know if you if you go and see you know the big band of the time who's the big band that all the kids are into at the moment UB40 Ooh. okay <laughs> UB40 there's a rat in my kitchen what am I going to do um, okay, so <laughs> Min's staring at me like I've just taken a shit on like a picture of her family. But um, so UB40, okay, let's say UB40. All the kids love UB40. Post Malone. Let's talk about Post Malone, okay? So imagine if Post Malone is doing a Ooh. gig. Oh my god. All right, J- Justin Bieber. No, he's he's not. All right, well, who should I like Give me someone then. Give me someone the kids are into. Dave. Dave, all right, let's say Dave is doing a gig, right? Now, Dave, you know, you go see Dave when you, at like the, the arena. Okay, obviously this is post-COVID times or pre-COVID times. Uh, you'd always have a warm-up act, right? Like you'd have like a sort of little Dave, you know, like a sort of local r- local rapper that he's found in the UK who's like touring with him and they'll open up. Uh, no one's really interested, but some people might pay attention. They'll do like a warm-up gig uh, for like maybe like 20 minutes and then Dave will come on. It's like, a, it's to get the crowd going, you know, like that, to keep them entertained while everyone else files in. That's what we are. Okay. Right? We're, the, we're the little Daves. We're the warm-up act, right? But the big Dave is still yet to come, all right? This is what everyone's been waiting for. Because it's not our opinion that matters. It's Jerry 2's video game podcast. And Jerry 2, at the end of every single one of these episodes, gives his final judgment. And that is the thing that goes on the box art, all right? They don't put the box art, Joe says that he likes the music in Earthbound or anything, but they do put Jerry 2's opinions on the mm-hmm. box art. I've seen it myself, right? I've seen it. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't Photoshopped, right? <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So, Jerry 2, what is your opinion on Earthbound? Wow, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I I, yeah. I think I agree with everything other than you know, uh, I just think that Jerry Two is a bit weird when it comes to fetuses. Right, he's always been a bit weird around fetuses. Don't ask me why. <laughs> he doesn't like them. He doesn't like them at all. I don't think. I think that he's worried that if uh, you know if a baby was brought into the home that he would no longer be the uh, 
you know, the sort of the baby of the house. Yeah. Because right now he's the youngest, so I think he doesn't like the fetus. I think that freaked him out a bit. And also he's very young. I don't think he fully understood all the all the themes, but he really did enjoy it, you know. Yeah, he didn't he didn't like the pet dog for obvious reasons. Yeah. He really he despised that. He didn't like the pet dog, but I do think he likes it because, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but he's been shitting a lot and there was a character called Pooh in it. Yeah. So I think he was inspired by that. And also he's been letting his uh, stink linger around. Yeah, you know, he has, yeah. Like, I walked in, you know, it's true, actually. I walked into the to the room where his literature is the other day uh, and I went, I was like, Jerry's been here. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's definitely been here. You know, so I think maybe he was more inspired by Porky than anyone else. Yeah. Actually, I can see that because he's annoying and he does smell. So they've got that in common. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to this uh, podcast, this rambly chat on Earthbound. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you are someone who listens to these uh, without playing the game, that's absolutely fine. I mean, you're mental, but that's you're welcome to do that. But please go and play Earthbound. If you've already played all of Earthbound, then go and play it again, because it's fantastic if you can get your hands on it. The SNES Mini is worth it for the price alone, just to yeah. play Earthbound, I'd say. And you also get Super Mario RPG, which is great as well. But don't bite off a scalper. They're scum. Well, do people still scalp it? They stopped making them now, haven't they? So yeah, probably. Uh, Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, If you have enjoyed this, then please go back and have a look uh, for our back catalogue of episodes. We've got quite a few now. got 15 or 16, I think, by this point. Uh, Go back and have a look. Uh, If there's anything that you've played, listen to it. You know, give it a listen. Um, You can email us at jerry2podcast.outlook.com if you've got any feedback or any suggestions for anything you think we should play or uh, anything like that, we'd be welcome to that. You can also follow us at Twitter, at Jerry2Podcast, and you can... Uh, we've changed the name now. We did change the name, so if you watched uh, a different one and it's different, it's because... If you watched a podcast, I'm impressed by that. Look, I keep saying that, <laughs> you must be on. You must be on LSD or something, because that switches around. You see sounds. <laughs> if you listen. If you listen Sorry. to the podcast, yeah. Uh, it's not. It's no longer at Fails Let's, it's now... Uh, at Jerry 2 podcast. It wasn't even fails, let's see. It doesn't matter, it's in the Do, past. No, it, I want to oh. point out that Joe, for the last, for every single podcast, has been saying the, the wrong Twitter handle. It was fail, let's. Says the fucking girl who apparently doesn't know how to use Instagram and can't, and says the Instagram name wrong every time as well. How do I? Oh, Jerry 2 podcast. It's at Jerry 2 podcast. No, it's not. Right. Follow us on Twitter at Jerry2Podcast. You can also DM me on there if you've got any ideas or anything you'd like us to play. Or you can see Jerry living his best life at. Jerry2Podcast. At Jerry2Podcast, fantastic. It's not at, you don't have to on, do that. On what, on what site? On Instagram. On Instagram, yeah, you can see him, you know, what what kind of things can you see on there? He, you know, he, he posts uh, no makeup selfies every now and then. Yeah. Um, just him living his best life. Yeah. You know, sometimes he's um, chilling. Yeah, deep song lyrics. Deep song lyrics. Yeah, him looking out into the distance, you know, sometimes he'll post a video like him saying, you know, playing on the Switch and he'll have the Switch led across his legs. <laughs> his furry legs you know <laughs> yeah, sometimes he'll uh, put a teaser up of what's to come um, yeah you know sometimes he'll you know not look particularly cute but will post anyway yeah because you know hashtag living his best life yeah you know, just, that's, uh, that's the best thing about come, Jerry come and have a look into Jerry's world yeah I mean I wouldn't recommend it but <laughs> he's not very good at Instagrams yet oh yeah well maybe he'll learn but, but he has paused so give him some time yeah yeah exactly you know it's not like it's you doing it that'd be really embarrassing if it was wouldn't it <laughs> luckily it's a cat so it's not um okay well thank you for listening have you got anything you want to say before we wrap up min Uh, ton min ton sorry no i think i'm good yep uh well in that case uh good cheesy bows bows